for Baldy, Baldy. I found that on your Twitter feed, and uh, you ought to be proud of that moment, for God's sakes. Uh, that was, uh, hey, Glenn, hey. Mike, uh, good to be with you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that was like way back before social media. So, you know, if you didn't watch the game, you never heard it. So, I don't know, people find these clips and they put it out there. So, you know, it's great. But, yes. When John talked about you, it was a big deal back yeah. in, back in those days. We are joined by Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger, host of the Odyssey Original Podcast, the best football show featuring daily breakdowns of all the most exciting moments across the league. So, Brian, you actually played for both teams, uh, and you also have a chance more than most of us to kind of look at the whole league. What's in your viewpoint, because we've been discussing it this morning, what is the state of the Eagles-Cowboys rivalry in your mind? Oh, I think it's healthy. I think it's really healthy right now. Dak has a, a, a winning record against the Eagles as the quarterback. They have basically dominated the division since Dak took over, uh, whether it's the Cowboys or the Eagles. Um, obviously, the Eagles have been much better in the playoffs. But, you know, those two teams have gone back and forth, winning the NFC East over the last eight years. So I think it's a healthy rivalry. Um, there's a reason why they put this game in prime time on Fox on Sunday afternoon right now, the whole nation will be watching. Um, I think this has a chance to to be a really, really entertaining, you know, classic matchup that may go a long ways to determining the outcome of this year's division. So, Baldy, I'm going to geek out with you on the offensive line in a minute, but I just kind of want to go a little big picture on the Cowboys. Uh, they are second in the league in points scored. They are fourth in points allowed. They've put up some some big numbers against some relatively bad teams you know, kill the Giants in week one, beat up on the Jets, beat up on the Patriots. Uh, take the temperature of them right now. You know, the Eagles are 7-1, and one, and yet around here, as I'm sure you know, people are kind of waiting for them to play what people would expect to be a complete game. What have you seen with the Cowboys, and kind of from a big-picture standpoint, how do these two teams match up? Well, they've been your classic front runners. You know, like just last week against the Rams, you know, they get a defensive – uh, interception for a touchdown. They block a punt in the end zone for safety. I mean, they just rolled uh, the Rams right out of there. Um, and that's kind of how they've been against the Jets and the Giants and, you know, other, you know, four teams this year. So, I mean, Jerry Jones came out and said it, I don't know, yesterday, the day before. He said, we need to win. You know, we, we need it. And all teams do. You, you know, you kind of – it's not a measuring stick or anything like that. You know, teams just need to beat good teams to feel good about themselves. And they sort of get themselves battle-tested for the big games that come in January. Eagles have a bunch of those games coming up in the next couple of weeks, Buffalo and San Francisco and Kansas City. Um, you know, and so this is, this is a chance for the Cowboys to, you know, basically let the league know that don't think about the postseason without thinking about us. Don't think about the NFC East is, you know, also already given to Philadelphia. Like, we have something to say about this. And they do. And so I think it's a, you know, it's a big moment for the Cowboys to come into Philadelphia and try to earn a victory. Brian, uh, we're talking about Brian Baldinger. Follow him on Twitter, at BaldyNFL. You have a pinned tweet, uh, the MPP, the Micah Parsons problem. <laughs> and l- listen, last year the Eagles did a really good job against Micah Parsons, essentially just kind of running right at him. But what you say is, as good as he is, the problem is, He's kind of alone out there. They don't get any interior pressure. Is that still a relevant issue? Well, they after I posted that, um, I did that before the draft, Glenn, like literally four days before the draft, and he needed help. And so they went out and drafted Mozzie Smith 
in the first round, but he hasn't really done much so far. He's not on the field very much. Um, he looks like he's kind of a project first-rounder. They need somebody like Philadelphia's had, whether it's Hargrave or Carter or Fletcher Cox. I mean, Micah really hasn't had that type of interior pressure that the Eagles have had for a long time now. And so I feel like some days he is out there trying to do it all by himself. Now, Tank Lawrence is having a much better season. Um, Odigazoo is playing better. Uh, they've got good team speed on defense, but I think he needs help on the interior to really, uh, you know, really, uh, really make him even more special on the outside than he already is. And why did the Eagles do so well against him last year? He was not a big fact. Well, I'm talking the, the game that they won, not the game they lost, clearly. But he really wasn't much of a factor in that game. Can you see how they schemed it? Well, they ran the ball really well, and it wasn't like they just ran right at him. They ran away from him, too. You know, the Eagles, when they run the ball well, Glenn, they find one or two runs early in the game that uh, Nick or, you know, Brian Johnson, whoever's throwing the plays, um, they'll repeat those plays over and over again. And typically, when that happens early in the game, like it did against the Cowboys last year, uh, they stay with it, and they stay with the run. And they've, they really haven't stayed with it very often this year against the Jets they came out throwing. They came out throwing last week. I mean, sometimes they just get on these game plans and they kind of get away from the run. But it's the best way. If you look at how the Arizona Cardinals, you know, beat the Cowboys this year, it wasn't. I mean, they just ran right at them. Mm -hmm. ran for 220 yards. Um, that's what good teams do against them. And it sort of nullifies their team speed and their blitzing ability. And they like to play four safeties. And you want, to, you want them to get four safeties off the field and get bigger people on the field than run right at them. So, Bro Baldy, you went exactly where I wanted to take you. The Eagles haven't had uh, 100 yards rushing in a game in four weeks, and we know that Cam Jurgens isn't going to play again at right guard, and it's looking like from every indication that Tyler Steen is going to come in and play at right guard. How much of that upheaval on the offensive line is – the cause of why the Eagles haven't run the ball as well lately, and do you think they will change either their production or their approach against Dallas? Well, I can't really say it's, you know, the change at right guard. Isaac Seamalo is playing fantastic in Pittsburgh. They couldn't afford to keep him. Um, and, you know, that was a big reason why they ran so good last year. But, you know, I mean, look, Tyler Steen came in and played well last week for seven or eight plays, however long he was in there. I mean, it's the next man up. I mean, nobody does a better job preparing these guys than Jeff Stoutland. But, you know, like, you know, they, they lost to the Jets. They came out throwing against the Jets. And I think they were just saying, okay, you know, Sauce Gardner's out. DJ Reed is out. Eccles is out. Um, they're taking cornerbacks off the practice squad and plugging them in and playing. We're going to attack them in the pass. And so I think it's, it's kind of a week-to-week -week game plan situation. I, I would throw it against the Redskins secondary, too, or the commander secondary. You know, they want to play one-on-one -on -one coverage against A.J. Brown. I'd probably throw it also. So I think a lot of it doesn't so much have to do with who's playing right guard. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it has to do with who they're playing. Yeah. Uh, one more thing on the offensive line, because um, you know Lane Johnson. You were working out with Lane Johnson. You were the person, I think, who told the world that Lane Johnson was going to play a couple of weeks ago, and thank you very much. You eased a lot of tension around here. Um He's been hurt a few of the Cowboys games, and when he's hurt, they lose those Cowboy games. <laughs> Are we talking about the single most critical guy other than Jalen Hurts on the roster? Yes. 
I think so. You know, I mean, just Glenn, if you just go back to the Jets game mm-hmm. when um, you know Lane got rolled up in that game on a run play, and you know he got taken off the field. They were really concerned about his ankle. I mean, there was an injury there. And look, no offense to Jack Driscoll who came in for him, but that's an elite pass rushing group that the Jets have. And you could pinpoint almost all of those. I'm not putting it all on Jack Driscoll. I mean, they, they turned the ball over four times that day. But, you know, the pass protection was not very good after Lane went out. Like, he's just that good. And, um, you know, the last sack I've seen him give up was against the Cleveland Browns week 11 in 2020. Like, he's just, he just eliminates players on that side of the field. And so he is – I believe he is just that valuable. That team. Now, you could put Kelsey – right in the same category. I mean, either one of them. Mm-hmm. They're just that good at their positions right now. We're talking to Brian Baldinger from Odyssey, from the NFL Network, from everywhere and anywhere you want good football analysis. Uh, Baldy, Jalen Hurts had a terrific game last week against Washington. He made one mistake. It was a big mistake, obviously fumbling at the goal line. But other than that, you know, from throwing the ball from the pocket, he seemed to be terrific. How much better or worse have has he been from the pocket this season compared to last season, kind of what difference do you see in him, uh, you know, an evolution or a regression or anything? How different is he this season compared to the guy he was a year ago? Well, he was really good from the pocket last week. I thought early in the season, I thought he was taken off too soon. It's just hard to protect as an offensive line when your quarterback is taken off for whatever reason, whether he feels like he's got a better play outside the pocket, um, seeing the field better, whatever, you know, just uh, cleaning things up. But I thought he was leaving too soon early in the season. I think this knee bruise is, you know, pretty severe. And I think it is limited from taking off. And then A.J. Brown is just, you know, I mean, look, I don't know what the commanders were doing last week. Like, it made no <laughs> sense how they were defending him. Um, you know, they put Emmanuel Forbes on him with no help, like over and over again, or whoever, Kendall Fuller, whoever is playing the corner. Like, it just made no sense how they defended him. And so, look, he was pretty easy to stay in the pocket. And, and make some of those throws. And some of those throws are off RPOs where he's really reading the defense and faking it to Andre Swift and, you know, and just basically deciding if he was going to give it or throw it. And he threw it a couple of times. So, but I, I thought he was really good from the pocket. I think some of it might, I don't think he's as mobile as he wants to be right now. Maybe mm-hmm. that will change this week. Um, you know, the, I think the, the bye week next week is going to really help him. Um, but, He's improved in that area. There's no question about it. You, we, um, you mentioned A.J. Brown. I, I gotta, we got to go back to that for one second because this is a, an historic run that he is on. This is the tear of tears. Um, do you see some other than he's great and that he and Hurts have a chemistry, do you see something the Eagles are doing schematically to help make this happen? Uh, not, a, not a great deal, honestly, Glenn. I mean, he's basically an outside receiver if he's – Lined up inside, you know something's going on. Like last week, he lined up inside once, and he ran a post corner against man coverage. And, you know, Jalen hit him mm-hmm. in stride for 20-something yards. But mostly, he's an outside receiver. I mean, even if he's double covered, I mean, Jalen just trusts him. We saw it last year, if you remember, the Pittsburgh game. He had the three touchdown catches. I mean, there's Minka Fitzpatrick in the middle of the field. Um, you know, it could have been a pick six, but it wasn't. It was a touchdown. So I just think he just has incredible strength, uh, timing on the leaps that he makes to go up and get the ball. And then he's just worked a lot this offseason on just his explosive starts coming out of breaks 
and stopping and starting and, and after the catch. And we're just seeing that right now. I think probably next to Tyreek Hill right now, um, he's the best receiver in football. And I think he's worked on it. The other thing is he's the one receiver on the team that catches everything with his hands. Yep. The yeah. ball never comes to his body. And as a quarterback, I know Jalen appreciates it, but as a quarterback, even against really good coverage, if you catch the ball away from your body with your hands, you're going to give yourself an advantage to catch the ball. I mean, defenders, especially with his size and strength, you're just going to have a hard time defending that. Baldy, last week against Washington, we saw Sam Howe be able to get rid of the ball and complete passes before the Eagles' pass rush could get to him. Based on what you saw, what was going on there? Was the rush not getting home? Was the coverage soft? Uh, and is this something to be worried about moving forward with respect to the Eagles' secondary? Well, I think it's something to worry about. I mean, they've given up 16 touchdown passes in eight games. That's not a statistic that anybody wants on the record, especially with the way they can rush the passer. So I think some of it is, you know, some of these guys are gambling. Um, there's been a lot of changes back there. And, you know, you can use that as an excuse to a degree. I mean, Kevin Byard gets, you know, basically traded for, and then he's playing. And so they've had a lot of changes back there. I don't know that they have found their nickel back yet. Um, you know, uh, Terry McLaurin has been an eagle buster since he came into this league. He gets behind the Eagles repeatedly. So I think some of it is the Eagles have to play better back there, and they're going to get tested against C.D. Lamb because he, he's the number one receiver in this league in the slot right now, and it's a weakness for the Eagles' position right now. Yeah. They put a lot of guys in there, Eli Ricks, uh, Bradley Roby, heck, Bradbury went in there. He was terrible in there in the slot. So they're trying to get that position fixed. The pass rush can overcome a lot of it, but if you get rid of the ball as quickly as Sam Howell did last week, then you better tighten up your coverage on the back end. All right, Baldy, last one. How do you see this one going down tomorrow? Well, I think the Eagles are a better team. I think they're better in the trenches. I think they're going to run the ball really well tomorrow. Um, they, they, the Cowboys lost Leighton Van Der Esch at inside linebacker, yeah. and yeah. they have compensated in different ways. And when they're getting takeaways like they got last week, you can overcome it. But I think it's a weakness, and I think linebacker position is a weakness. I, I think the Eagles are going to have a good day running the football, and so I think the Cowboys win this game in the trenches, and they continue their winning ways. Wait, The wait, Cowboys wait. or the Eagles? The Eagles. Okay. <laughs> uh, did I say the Cowboys? You did. You After yeah, all I, that, you let us up. We're all excited, and then you oh, dropped the bomb. Ball, Thank ball. you for straightening me out. No, I, no, I, ball, I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles by a touchdown. Ba- Baldy, for a second there, I thought I was going to have to do the rest of the show by myself because Glenn, you oh, gave Glenn right. a heart yeah. attack there. Absolutely. Yeah, it means a lot. That. No, yeah. Baldy, listen, we love you. We love the opportunity to talk to you uh, and uh, look forward to seeing you around one of these days. Thanks so much. Okay. Yep. Thanks, guys. You All bet. Right, Thanks, Baldy. That was Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Make sure follow the best football show with Brian Baldinger on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcast.